0: J.C. Ryle's Devotional Thoughts on the Gospel of Luke Section 52 The Apostles' Return Luke chapter 9, verses 7 through 11 Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him, and he was perplexed, because it was said of some that John was risen from the dead, and of some that Elias had appeared. And of others, that one of the old prophets was risen again. And Herod said, John I have beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him. And the apostles, when they were returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And the people, when they knew it, followed him. And he received them, and spake unto them of the kingdom of God and healed them that had need of healing. Let us mark in this passage the power of a bad conscience. We are told that when Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by our Lord, he was perplexed, because some were saying that John had been raised from the dead. He said, I beheaded John, who then is this I hear such things about? As great and powerful as Herod was, the tidings of our Lord's ministry called his sins to remembrance, and disturbed him even in his royal palace. Surrounded as he was by everything which is considered to make life enjoyable, the report of another preacher of righteousness filled him with alarm. The recollection of his own wickedness in killing John the Baptist flashed on his mind. He knew he had done wrong. He felt guilty, self-condemned, and self-dissatisfied. Faithful and true is that saying of Solomon's, The way of transgressors is hard. Proverbs 13, verse 15. Herod's sin had found him out. The prison and the sword had silenced John the Baptist's tongue, but they could not silence the voice of Herod's conscience. God's truth can neither be silenced, nor bound, nor killed. Conscience is a most powerful part of our natural constitution. It cannot save our souls. It never leads a man to Christ. It is often blind and ignorant and misdirected. Yet conscience often raises a mighty testimony against sin, in the sinner's heart and makes him feel that it is an evil and bitter thing to depart from god young people ought especially to remember this and remembering it take heed to their ways let them not flatter themselves that all is right when their sins are past and done and forgotten by the world let them know that conscience can bring up each sin before the eyes of their minds and make it bite like a serpent Millions will testify at the last day that Herod's experience was their own. Conscience called old sins from their graves and made them walk up and down in their minds. In the midst of seeming happiness and prosperity, they were inwardly miserable and distressed. Happy are those who found the only cure for a bad conscience. Nothing will ever heal it but the blood of Christ. Let us mark secondly the importance to Christians of occasional privacy and retirement. We are told that when the apostles returned from their first ministerial work, our Lord took them and went aside privately into a desert place. We cannot doubt that this was done with a deep meaning. It was meant to teach the great lesson that those who do public work for the souls of others must be careful to make time for being alone with God. The lesson is one which many Christians would do well to remember. Occasional retirement, self-inquiry, meditation, and secret communion with God are absolutely essential to spiritual health. The man who neglects them is in great danger of a fall, To be always preaching, teaching, speaking, writing, and working public works is unquestionably a sign of zeal. But it is not always a sign of zeal according to knowledge. It often leads to troubling consequences. We must make time occasionally for sitting down and calmly looking within, and examining how matters stand between our own selves and Christ. The omission of the practice is the true cause of many a backsliding which shocks the church and gives occasion to the world to blaspheme. Many could say with sorrow, in the words of Canticles, They made me keeper of the vineyards, but I have neglected my own vineyard. Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 6. Let us mark, lastly, in this passage, our Lord Jesus Christ's readiness to receive all who come unto him. We are told that when the multitude followed him into the desert where he had retired, he received them, and spoke unto them of the kingdom of God, and healed those who had need of healing. Ill-mannered and uninvited as this intrusion on his privacy seems to have been, it met with no rebuff from our Lord he was always more ready to give instruction than people were to ask it, and more willing to teach than people were to be taught. But the incident, as trifling as it may seem, exactly tallies with all that we read in the Gospels of the gentleness and compassion of Christ. We never see him dealing with people according to their deserts. We never find him scrutinizing the motives of his hearers or refusing to allow them to learn of him because their hearts were not right in the sight of God. His ear was always ready to hear, and his hand to work, and his tongue to preach. None that came to him were ever cast out. Whatever they might think of his doctrine, they could never say that Jesus of Nazareth was an austere man. Let us remember this in all our dealings with Christ about our own souls. We may draw near to him with boldness, and open our hearts to him with confidence. He is a saviour of infinite compassion and loving-kindness. He will not break the bruised reed, nor quench the smoking flax. The secrets of our spiritual life may be such as we would not have our dearest friends know. The wounds of our consciences may be deep and sore and require most delicate handling. But we need not fear anything if we commit all to Jesus, the Son of God. We shall find that his kindness is unbounded. His own words shall be found abundantly true. Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29 Let us remember this, finally, in our dealing with other people, if we are called upon to give them help about their souls. Let us strive to walk in the steps of Christ's example, and like Him, to be kind and patient, and always willing to aid. The ignorance of young beginners in religion is sometimes very provoking. We're apt to be wearied of their instability and fickleness and halting between two opinions. But let us remember Jesus and not be weary. He received all, spoke to all, and did good to all. Let us go and do likewise. As Christ deals with us, so let us deal one with another.